Good evening. My name is Joe Kate. I'm the pastor here at Memorial. We're so grateful uh, that you joined us today, that you came to our Ask Wednesday service. Such a unique opportunity that it's also linked to a meal in which we can gather around uh, for Valentine's Day. I have a terrible memory, so if y'all help me any other time when we have a meal and a service, we cannot begin before seven. There's no way. It cannot humanly be done. So y'all help me remember that. Um, Ash Wednesday is a special uh, day. It's an instance in which we look at the ways in which humans impede the will of God, the love of God, the pursuit of God. It's the start of the season of Lent, and for 40 days we will read texts and sing songs and pray prayers that um, help us understand that pain. It's tough. It's a difficult season, um, but a necessary season. Uh, not to pile on one another or on ourselves, to never be able to get back up again, but to recognize those things that we do uh, that we, in which we struggle uh, to follow the will of God. Um, there was a shooting today uh, in a school in Florida in which um, several children have lost their lives and uh, many others were hurt. Uh, so I'd like us to take um, just a moment and then I'll pray and then we'll begin uh, with the anthem. Gracious God, there are instances that we do not understand. Pain and loss and suffering and disorder. People behaving outside the normal order that we would figure everyone would understand. We know this is part of human brokenness and separation. And so we pray for connection for ourselves, for this church, for this community, for this world, that there may be a day in which your love reigns, in which your grace reigns, in which your purpose and opportunity reign. And until that day, we will not lose hope. We will pray earnestly. We will worship you, and we will offer love to whomever we meet. Amen.
choose from when you're picking a text for Ash Wednesday. But with this unique opportunity of it being Valentine's Day, I looked a little further, a little wider, and I thought, what if we read 1 Corinthians 13 tonight? The text that you hear so frequently at a wedding on Valentine's Day in the midst of this particular day of Ash Wednesday. I want you simply to listen. 1 Corinthians 13, starting with verse 1. If I speak in the tongue of human beings and of angels, but I don't have love, I'm a clanging gong or a clashing cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and I know all the mysteries and everything else, and if I have such complete faith that I can move mountains, but I don't have love, I'm nothing. If I give away everything that I have and hand over my own body to feel good about what I've done, but I don't have love, I receive no benefit whatsoever. Love is patient. Love is kind. It isn't jealous. It doesn't brag. It isn't arrogant. It isn't rude. It doesn't seek its own advantage. It isn't irritable. It doesn't keep a record of complaints. It isn't happy with injustice, but is happy with the truth. Love stands beside all things, trusts in all things, hopes for all things, endures all things. Love never fails. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. What do I hear from that? In so many cases, I've read it as a minister. And of course, the congregation and the couple in a wedding is thinking about themselves. Of course, being human. And of course, soon interacting with the world and the workforce as a combined entity. Maybe one day buying a house, maybe buying a car, maybe having children, going through everything that you go through. Sometimes you struggle with that kindness. Sometimes you struggle with that patience. Sometimes you struggle with hope and you don't have endurance. You pile on yourself, you pile on the other person, and you get into a dark, dark place. Not until I read this in preparation for tonight was I thinking so clearly, it's God who is patient. It's God who is kind. It's God who is happy with the truth. It's God who trusts, hopes, and endures. And when you have that first paragraph of speaking in tongues, or the gift of prophecy, or giving everything away, it lists it as things that humans can do that ultimately start off good, but can become a weapon when you start keeping score. Instead, God is patient, God is kind, God is happy with the truth, God trusts, God hopes, God endures. You know what humans do? Humans are sometimes clanging gongs. Humans sometimes are jealous. Humans sometimes are arrogant, rude, irritable. Humans, if you can imagine, sometimes seek their own advantage. Sometimes they do all that all at once. Every single one of those elements at once. And so, kicking off this season, I think it's significant to note that humans have done that all throughout the Old Testament, all throughout the New Testament, and we have done it as well. And we need to stop looking at one another to be the sole source of these things that we love. Instead, in this season, draw closer to a God who is patient. 
God who is kind, a God who is happy with the truth, who trusts, hopes, and endures. Why? Because sometimes we wonder. Sometimes we don't want to be fragile. Sometimes we get a little comfortable, sometimes we get a little tired, and we do the thing that we want to do. And it is a day in, day out fight against our natural human tendencies to try to exhibit these qualities. We need to be reminded of faith, hope, and love. And throughout the season of Lent, we'll be reading a book by one of my dear mentors, Reverend Adam Hamilton, called 24 Hours That Changed the World. It's the last day in Jerusalem that Jesus was on earth all the things that he did will break them apart and read them to understand faith, hope, and love that we may be instruments of it. But tonight we start with a difficult thing. As you come forward in a manner similar to Holy Communion, we will instead place a cross on your forehead with ashes from the palm fronds from last year recognizing our difficulty in the fact that we would cheer Jesus when He comes into town and we would struggle with Jesus in that moment. And as you're coming forward for ashes on your forehead, these are the questions I want you to ask yourself. When am I clanging gone? When am I jealous? When am I arrogant, rude, irritable? When do I seek my own advantage? Lord, please take that from me. As much as I'm willing to give as I come down this aisle and return to my seat. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I want you to hear words from the United Methodist Book of Worship about this night. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the early Christians observed with great devotion the days of our Lord's passion and resurrection. And it became the custom of the church that before, Easter, before the Easter celebration, there should be a 40-day season of spiritual preparation. During this season, converts to the faith were prepared for holy baptism. It was also a time when persons who had committed serious sins and had separated themselves from the community of faith were reconciled with forgiveness and restored to participation in the life of the church. In this way, the whole congregation was reminded of the mercy and forgiveness proclaimed in the gospel of Jesus Christ and the need we all have to renew our faith. I invite you, therefore, in the name of the church to observe a holy Lent by self-examination and repentance, by prayer, fasting, or self-denial, by reading and meditating on God's holy word, to make a right beginning of repentance, and as a mark of our mortal nature, we will come before our Creator and our Redeemer.
if you would turn to one another and say, Peace be with you. We're going to stand as you're able to sing hymn number 292.